It's kind of one of those things. It's like a duck. You know, you see a duck in the water, right? The duck looks like it's cool, but the duck's freaking working hard under the water. Wow, working hard, working hard. That's how our place is. We look cool, but we're working hard. Yeah, it's 8 p.m. over here, man. We just wrapped up a late day in the clinic. Um, you know, we got done making a lot of people feel worse. <laughs> as they came in, so it's been a great day all around. You're doing it right. Right? Do, do the three of you work together? So the two of us work together. Trace, okay. I'll, let, I'll let Trace share his story. He's over at a VA. Yeah, I'm up at the VA in Temple, Texas, so like probably 45 minutes to an hour north of them. Okay. Yeah, and Tyler and I are in Austin, Texas. So all three of us are in Texas. All three of us are in the Deep South. Cheers. I love Texas. Texas what do you, is a good spot. What do you love about Texas, Craig? I, I grew up going there every single summer to Houston. That's where my parents met. That's where my grandparents were from. Just everyone is just like Texas proud, you know. It's the only place where you can buy a car and it's like there's a Texas edition. There's no such thing as a California edition car. It's just called a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. But, like, people are, like, super proud of Texas and just a good spot. I like it. Except it's humid as hell in the summer. True. True, man. And where are all y'all from? Are y'all – I know y'all are all in California right now? Yeah. Yeah. All of us are in L.A. Oh, it's so cool. We here. Yeah. We went to school out here. I mean, that's where we met, and all of us work at uh, separate spots, all within the same vicinity somewhat. Mike and I in Santa Monica, Craig's more towards downtown. But yeah, not too far from each other. And they're from the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, was that tough to get along with them at first? <laughs> I mean, I, I was skeptical. <laughs> As you should. You hear, you hear these things about these yuppies, but they're not <laughs> bad. <laughs> they fucking killed Biggie, too. So I know. Very skeptical. Did how long did it take y'all meeting like in first year PT school to be like, you know what? In about like five years, we're gonna absolutely dominate the online space and do so much good, but also at the same time take a lot of bullshit from these old ass fucking clinicians that don't understand how to promote yourself. <laughs> Was it like day one? Was it like during the skills practicals where y'all were like we're going to get some fucked up Twitter messages from some assholes. <laughs> Craig's the one handling Twitter. I don't see any of that stuff. Yeah, um, I don't think that day's been determined yet. It's still going on. Are y'all still catching flack? Oh, every day. I would oh. say Twitter is by far our least favorite platform. At least mine. Like, like, like Rosh was saying, Craig's in charge of Twitter. It's just people fucking swinging their... Swinging their, sh- their shit around, just trying yeah, to Frank's around. Frank. It's, the, it's the physio police on yeah. Twitter oh, is where the police are. You know, lately there's been a lot of policing, and it's just that's how I feel lately. Everyone is waving the red flag and pulling people over. It's getting out of hand. Like, what's your average negative feedback per day? I mean, it'll just be like, that doesn't do that. Or why would you do it that way? I would say... Like how many messages? Well, for the most part, I would say people are trying to get help and people have nice things to say. But, you know, there's always something out there where at least a message or so that we're trying to sell something or it's... Uh, that's that's incorrect lately people have been nicer i think we've been doing a good job of not staying under the radar but also not trying to point a bullseye on our forehead i feel like that's bound to happen with half a million followers though (laughs) yeah someone's always unhappy yeah it's part of it though we realize that's just part of it and I, i think it took us it took me personally probably over a year to get used to it and now when i read those things i don't i actually just i just more laugh and then i let it go like very easily before I used to not let it go. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? And I would get really pissed. Um, and it would affect me like my real life. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Like this is social media. <laughs> Why is it affecting my real life? Um, but I used <laughs> yeah. to do that. And I think you just have to, you just have to get used to it. It's like, no one would ever say that. Sh- 
no one would ever say it to you in that same manner in real life. And that's why it's like, you can just have and say whatever you want. It's just kind of ridiculous. That's why I like the story because people actually don't message us about that as much as they do comment because they comment hoping that other people, other people join in yeah. and then people will like that hopefully. But we actually get a lot less, almost like no negative feedback in terms of direct messages because people don't want to waste their time for that, but they want to showcase what we're showing is some, I don't know, not exactly correct so that other people can hop on board and hopefully back them up. When in reality, it's like, even if it's not exactly what you believe, like we're doing way more good than bad. Like, I mean, we can talk about it if you want, but you don't have to try to destroy our posts that we made, you know? Yeah, that's, that's 100% like true. And it's such a, it's such a weird ego thing that people have. Cause like you said, if they really cared about discussing research or an issue, they would like direct message you and be like, Hey man, I would like to talk about that. Maybe, you know, we do a podcast or like a, a collaboration post or a fucking debate versus like, like what you said, they're going to comment, try to get their like 15 likes, their comment likes on your Instagram posts. So their yeah. Franks feel good. And then, <laughs> then, so they can get followers. That's, I never thought about it like that. So that's, that's such a great, such a weird psychological trait that us. And then there's some people that purposely try to create uh, discussion. You look at like uh, Adam Meekins or someone that it's actually purposely trying to stir some discussion up and engagement's engagement. You know, people are going to hop on and try to give their two cents. And it, it, uh, that's the kind of stuff that actually goes viral. Yeah. Cause it, you still win off the algorithm, right? Even if assholes are commenting, like you suck. Yeah. They'll, you still get points, right? You still get points. You still get the numbers. <laughs> That's what matters at the end of the day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> keep keep commenting, Adam. And I love Adam, but, but he's yeah. great. Smart guy. He's awesome. Shout yeah. out to the Brits. We love him. Um I just I love his foul mouth too. That's funny. But um and I know this because I know how vengeful Tyler and I get just with, with little things. So I I can't imagine, like, especially early on for y'all having some some hater did did you ever have like a dark night any of three of y'all where you see somebody comment and it could it could be anything as far as like yo the patella doesn't track that way or like yo arash that's a bad haircut and did, <laughs> did you like who said that did you I, it's probably adam but <laughs> did you spend the next eight hours digitally stalking that person finding their address and plotting on what day of the week you can like make a pass by their house and like graffiti their shit. Did that, did some darkness happen inside your, your guys souls there? Definitely blocked a few people and, you know, threw in a gut punch with it. Heck yeah. Like Mike said early on, there were some people that I got, you would just get so pissed off at. And my wife now, she'd be like, what are you doing? Get off your phone. I'd be like, no, this guy like yes he really stirred me up and i'm like all right i need to go work out now like i need to i need to throw some weight around because i'm pretty pissed off about it but didn't didn't stalk anyone too bad i I think it was more so as students when we were doing it we, we felt like we had to we had to stand up for ourselves we had to make a point because at the time we were only students so when someone challenged us it was it was a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't call it fearful, but it was more so people were really taking uh, taking a stand again uh, against us. And it's like, shit, well, we're not practicing yet. We still have to prove something, you know, telling that person off or really looking into the research and putting a little bit more effort into your response was worth it back then. Versus now, I mean, you know, if someone doesn't agree, it's like, dude, at the end of the day, there's so many people that I can agree to disagree with and I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Whether you're someone on the internet, overseas, like I'm, I may never see you in person. I could care less. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'd much rather spend that time making another high quality post than going into some rabbit hole with some random guy that I have no idea that's talking smack on my post. I still remember, I don't know, it must have been one of the first few months that we started and there was some negative uh, comments on one of the posts and I was at a Laker game and I probably spent half of the game just doing research, trying to defend my comments for, for no reason, you know, not enjoying the moment because I was so worried about what people were saying. 
But nowadays, we, I mean, we turn off comments. We check it when we check it. It's not like we're 24-7 looking at our notifications because we would have no other life if that was the case. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we said, like, you know, we know that we're helping way more people than the couple people that are pissed off. So I'm like, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm totally like, everyone can be entitled to opinion. And this is just my opinion. You know, if you don't like it, like you don't have to follow. I, I didn't like, you're not paying me a USC education and to sit, you know, to hear me lecture for three years. <laughs> you could just not listen. You could just unfollow me. Yeah. Unfollow me. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah. It takes way more effort to be pissed off and give someone a hard time than to not follow them at all. It's easy to be nice. And that's what, you know, sometimes with social media, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around the effort that people put into being mean and causing shit. Heck yeah. There's a lot of mad people out there. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mad queen out there now, man. Uh, oh, mad man. queen? Are we going down into Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, Are we going to do that right oh, now? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all Trace right there, man. Hit him up, Trace. Uh, try to try to reference Game of Thrones in your next question, Trace. <laughs> I I was thinking about setting up like an episode or something where we have like rehab for the people of Game of Thrones since everyone just got blown to hell last episode. Like Arya clearly needs some like TBI concussion recovery. Oh yeah. So I don't know if everyone's seen it. I don't want to go too much spoiler, but bro, you just say spoiler alert, then you're good. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> everyone died. <laughs> I don't think important. I wish I wish I would have been following more, but I don't have I don't have HBO because I'm poor. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wish because it's so cool. Like I, I know the uh, I know the the Snow King's dead. That's not his name. The Ice King's dead. <laughs> no, that's not his name either. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. You know more than I do. <laughs> I'm over here trying to comment negatively on people's posts to help them gain more. <laughs> but oh man, I'll throw one more one more question or comment your way, then I'll stop hogging the mic. Um, uh, again, like. I think I was messaging with Craig like three years ago. I was like, man, just thank y'all for, for promoting physio, for elevating us to, to new heights and shit. Cause you know, you talk about as, as much effort as it takes to be negative and you know, you hear a lot of negativity. I think this is a Gary Vaynerchuk quote of like the negative people, the haters are always louder than the, than the ones that are grateful or positive for what you're doing. So it feels like that's, it feels like there's more negative people just because they're louder, right? But there's, like you said, there's way more people that are grateful and you're making, making such a, a huge impact for all the positive people that are just like me, like silently, silently liking your shit and maybe not commenting every time, but the likes are there, the hearts are there. And, um, oh, last point and, and chime in too. This is more of a comment. It's, it's so hard to be a student, right, in general. It's so hard to be a student in general. And then to go that further step of putting yourself out there, making content, and then you turn into to one of the best content producers we've seen in this land of thrones and games. <laughs> and, and then, that's how much I know, and then somebody, and then this chick jumps and hits you with a dagger in the heart, and then you turn into ice. <laughs> that's the only clip I've seen in game chats. But, um, but no, like you're doing so well, and it's and is there's this weird ego thing that older clin that some older clinicians have, and they're like, "Fuck those guys, they aren't even practicing it. What the fuck do they know?" <laughs> Instead of being like, "Nah, bro, these night walkers are helping motherfuckers out here. <laughs> they're just they're helping the people that are two steps behind them, right? Just just they're if you can help one person with some content, you're making a huge difference." Can you tell how much I like talking? So we'll elaborate on that point if you've got anything else to say. No, I mean, I think, I think you hit on a few points there. One thing is it's so easy to make, uh, like you were saying, one negative comment can absolutely ruin your day. It's the same idea with why let one hour, one negative uh, patient in your day, which is maybe one twenty-fourth of your day completely ruin your day, right? It's like it's half our day. <laughs> that's a lot but uh yeah i mean it's the same idea where it's like yeah those negative comments definitely speak volume but at the same time you just have to learn to tune that out 
and take it for a grain of salt. You know, sometimes people say things negatively that I actually consider uh, changing for the next post or for future content. Usually that's not the case, but uh, sometimes it is as part of being open-minded. Um, and then to the other, to your other point, I think actually recently we've had a, a really good support system from, from other physios. I think a lot of it is now that we have credibility as physical therapists at first, I know we've talked about it, but as students, the credibility is not fully there, especially from other practitioners. And if we want, the only way to really stand out is if other providers are also helping and supporting us. And now, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times we've had people message us like, Hey, my, my physio recommended me to your platform um, to check out uh, exercises for X, Y, and Z. Uh, Can you direct me a little bit better? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here we have content right there. Um, So it's, it's good to have that support now at first. It's definitely different when we were students, but uh, I mean, we tried to stay as evidence-based as possible. Uh, to create that credibility. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We're talking to other students too. What I've always told them is like, look, you're in school right now. You're learning how to help people. You went on a clinical rotation. I know it was only two weeks or six weeks or whatever, and you barely knew anything, but didn't you, didn't you talk to patients? Yes. Help them. Yes. Make them smile. Didn't you make them feel better? Yeah. You may probably made some of them feel worse too, but didn't you make a lot of them feel better? (laughs) Well, dude, it's nothing. There's nothing different that you're doing online. You, no one knows anything. We'll never know everything. We'll never be that smart, but you can still help people in, you know, and at the end of the day, as long as you're helping more people than you're hurting, hopefully you're not hurting anyone, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you're doing, you're doing something good for the world. Um, so I think that's a big barrier. I know for many students to start putting stuff out there because you don't know everything, but you'll never will. We're only two years out. We don't know shit. The guy five years out doesn't know shit. The guy 10 years out doesn't know shit. The guy 50 years out, does, you know what I mean? Like no one's ever going to know. So you just got to go out there and go do it. Heck yeah. Yeah. The more you know, the more you don't know. And from the get-go, our target audience was just helping the average person. It was, it was being able to navigate all this information online to decrease some of the stress that people would feel when they were hurt and when they were injured. And the information that we put out there, it was never black and white because the career path that we took and, what we do, how we practice, it's, there's a lot of gray. So I think for the most part, a lot of the physios and people are receptive to it because we're not teaching them X, Y, and Z. And we're not saying this is exactly how it is because at the end of the, at the end of the day, we just really don't know. We really don't know some things. So I think that's why it's never bothered us good or bad comments because we know who we're trying to help. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. What's that one quote? There's no perfect model, but there's some better than others. It's the same idea. It's like there, we know enough to help people. That's what matters. Yeah. We meet, we don't have the perfect formula and you're never going to feel completely uh, satisfied with how much knowledge you have. And that's, that's good because there's always something to learn. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, we, we are the experts in this musculoskeletal system and we still know enough, even if all it is, is a reassurance thing or letting people know, Hey, it's okay to move a little bit. That's still enough to, to make a huge difference in that person's, uh, physical limitations. For sure. Yeah. Just give just motivating people to move a little bit more is, is huge. Let alone yeah. the, uh, the, I was going to say failure of, uh, our society of, of certain organizations of even promoting awareness of what physio even is, right? Cause still most people don't have a great, so many people don't know. Yeah. It's changing. It's definitely changing. Like, yeah. I feel like, I mean, granted I wasn't in the profession a decade ago, but from hearing about <laughs> what it was a decade ago and now I'm like, wow. And then even just a couple years since we graduated or since I started school, I'm like, wow, like so much is changing and it's only, it's only going to get better for us. And healthcare as a world is just going downhill. So hopefully we can stay afloat of that a little bit better than healthcare. But um, I think everything, the people that are coming into the profession are so smart, so inquisitive. They're not just going to take the status quo anymore. And just someone's just going to tell them this is ABC. And then they're just going to nod their head and say, okay, yes, sir, ABC. It's, you know, we question things now. And I think it's good, um, especially in our field where it's, it really is a blend of science and art. You know, you got you to gotta question everything. 
Yeah. And shout out to y'all again for being on the forefront of promoting physio. We're, We're trying. trying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I think that the, the more power we have, there's power in numbers, right? And uh, the more we can educate the people on what it is we do, the better our profession uh, will be better known and the more our profession will win at the end of the day. And so, yeah, it's part of it is our job to educate the average person. Every, and it's every single therapist, every single student therapist that's in the clinic, phys- physical therapist, physio, um, any rehab professional, it's, a lot of it is just educating what it is and letting people know that um, this is the way that we want to be interpreted. We're not people that uh, just do modalities or uh, rely on passive treatments. And we want you to be compliant with exercise so that you can take care of yourself at the end of the day. You need to be your own best physical therapist and managing your impairments. You can't see me forever at that point. I mean, it becomes more of a personal training thing than a physical therapy thing. But yeah, I mean, it's more than just online. When we, we learned about how to educate people in the clinic and as soon as you're a student and you start seeing patients, just try to perfect that part of it. Cause we don't learn much about how to communicate at school. Like the way, the way that you get inside someone's mind and understand who that person is, is not really, that's the art piece that goes behind what Mike was saying, the blend behind science and art. And uh, that's something that I think is underappreciated. So as students, I mean, that's where, that's where we try to get as much, of that information as we can so that we can try to perfect that. And then obviously now we're trying to do it in a more on a massive scale than, than just one V one. I think what's, what's exciting about the, about the career is that when I was a student and people would ask what I was doing and I was, and I would tell them that I was in physical therapy school, they'd be like, Oh, well, what, what does a physical therapist do or what is physical therapy? And within the past four and a half years, that's changed. And I think a lot of that is just because of the internet and social media and like Arash is saying, power and numbers. I think the general public has a much better idea of what a physical therapist does. It comes down to them understanding maybe some of the nitty gritty stuff, modalities versus other things. But as a profession, we, we definitely have a, a, a better seat at the stage now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's like when you think about all the other healthcare, like allied healthcare professionals, who else is best suited to work in health and wellness in, in population health? Like who else like, had, like, special, uh, specialized is the wrong word, but who else has a holistic view of the whole body and isn't just focused on one system or one body region? And then who deals with people in pain? Everyone has pain. It's a universal thing. You know, there, there isn't anyone else that's better equipped to handle this than us that can take people from all aspects, all walks of life, all different specialties. Um, and it's pretty amazing. I, I, the future is bright. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're definitely moving in the right direction. In Texas, didn't direct access just pass like a week or two ago? Wasn't that a new thing? Yeah. So the, the TMA, the Texas Medical Association, and the Texas Orthopedics Association, who are strong as fuck down here uh, in Texas, um, they compromised with the TPTA, Texas Physical Therapy Association, to get a, a compromise on direct access, uh, which they've been fighting for so long, uh, to get 10 days of direct access, 10 business days for DPTs, and 15 days for residency trained or fellowship uh, PTs. So yeah, direct access is going to finally come to Texas at some point here. But it's it's That's awesome. It's still getting voted on. Yeah, it still has to pass through the, the the Senate and the House, but because of the compromise, it should go smoothly. It's those old school physicians, man. They're just yeah. keeping their foot down. That are and that happen to be the representatives too. It's tough. Yeah, like when when a surgeon is the head of your public health committee that the bill has to get out of. Yeah. But um, they don't want to lose their Maserati. Oh, who who wouldn't want to lose a Maserati? (laughs) That's another issue. Yeah, I mean, the problem is even obviously in California, there's direct access. But if you're if you're going through your insurance, most companies, most insurance providers still don't uh, allow 
a pay or their their uh, pay payer to go directly to physical therapy. They still want that prescription from their physician and want their physician to overlook their plan of care. It doesn't matter what physician; it can be a primary care physician that's that's writing the script that doesn't know uh, much about musculoskeletal injuries, but they still want them to be overlooking. That's what cash base is coming, man. Right? It seems like you know. Yeah. I know. Or even out of network benefits. Yeah, for sure. That's like the only negative. I, I don't know. I don't want to get all somber. When you think of PT, it's like the way it's going now and all the reimbursement rates, it's like, well, these clinics, the only way they can survive is to see more patients. So that is just the norm now. And people are going to get fed up with this. And then it's going to go all cash. And then when it goes all cash, like how do people that don't have the money and means to good quality healthcare, what are they doing? What are they stuck with? Are they stuck with four an hour and like, just being bustled around and hopping on tables and just sitting there with stim on or, you know, I don't know. That's the only bad part. And we know we're better than that as a profession, but it's like, that's the only way people can keep the doors open. So I, I just don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Todd was talking about this just a couple minutes ago, like about the way some clinics are talking of, of going in Texas. You want to elaborate on that a little bit of, or just, uh, I know. Mean, I think it's what a lot of people know is just, the, the model is changing to where, you know, just how Mike was saying is if you want to survive then, and you really want to make money like you used to, then you're going to hire a bunch of PTAs and then you're going to hire your physical therapist to do eight evals a day and discharges and delegate the responsibilities probably in a manner that they probably shouldn't be. And, and it's, it's no bueno, right? No yeah. bueno. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. But I mean, you guys are helping with that so people can get online and be like, oh, can I manage this myself without really – it's got to the point now where um, you, with, with, like, the really good content and things that you guys are putting out, sometimes when, like, a younger athletic individual comes to me, I almost – just kind of skip through that kind of stuff. And I just want to go try like some crazy stuff on them to make sure it's nothing of like some weird McKinsey technique that might help them of like, okay, look, it's none of the crazy stuff. Go check out the prehab guys yes. and, yes. and go do the, the go, go do that really cool stuff they're doing. Yeah. Are you following them on Instagram? You yeah. Pa- you pause your evaluation. You break out your phone. You say, hey, take out your phone, 15 year old girl. Well, I should probably make her like, 19 take out your phone because <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it's nothing like really unique or something like oh this is kind of this funky thing of like or or like a ridiculopathy yeah. or a ridiculous one of those you know, tumors that people one get. of those tumors no no like like oh, <laughs> i need to get in there and do some like cervical modes to you if it's not that and it's like a basic rotator you know it's yeah. like hey man just there's some, these guys are putting out some good stuff. Yeah. Like you could come and do it here. Don't get me wrong, but like I could print out this weird picture of this HEP to go guy doing a quad set. Yeah. Or you could look at a dope ass video with some sweet beats. And and maybe that's like what society needs more of is dope ass videos and sweet beats. Unless it's something super, <laughs> super intricate or like weird like one of those tumors that people get. like one of those <laughs> jared's had a rough string of patients <laughs> <Tumors. lately. laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna hog the mic for a second i'll get not to get too like salesy or whatever but pitchy that's probably the right word but i'm honestly really curious on what you guys are currently doing what, what's in the future what because it, you you start off just Instagram posting crazy, and then you kind of collected it into an online site, and all of a sudden there's some apps going on. I've seen some blogs going on, and I'm like, what 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 what's, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Well, that's funny that Jared mentioned the the HEP thing. So there's a few, I guess there's a few things we're working on, but one of the the biggest things that we actually just relaunched again Monday relaunch meaning we completely revamped it had this team code it from literally from zero to where it is now and it's uh it's basically what we think of as a is it is that it's a hep on steroids where we have like hundreds of tags on the side you can pick and choose body part diagnosis equipment uh, mobility stability whatever you're looking for tag wise you can search the exercise itself and then 
just like some other uh, HEP platforms that are out there, you can create playlists or programs and send them out. But we have very detailed instructions. It's basically us three that are making these videos. So each one is a video explaining what it is that you should be feeling, how to perform the exercise, and then common compensations. That way there's little room for error when someone's performing their exercises. There's so many times where I have patients go home and I'm like, this is the exercise that we did. I'll have them repeat it the next day or the next time I see them. And, and they'll do it uh, somewhat right, but more wrong than right, probably. And so I think that having something like this where it explains the details in terms of how to perform the exercises is, is very uh, crucial in making sure someone stays compliant. On top of that, there's uh, all the uh, ability to type in sets, reps, hold times, rest times, um, whatever other parameters that you're looking for. And then you can send that playlist to patients and clients of yours. So that's a huge project that, I mean, what has it been? Uh, the la- it's we've, long Yeah, a long time. At least the last eight months, we've kind of been slowly working on it, adding videos, a lot of tagging on the back end to make sure things are, are populating appropriately. Well, but it makes me think of – go ahead, Mike. No, I said we'll get you guys a code for sure. And it's it, – Oh, it's shit. Really, it's literally the movement library that we like, like what you were saying that we need and we want in the clinic. Cause I don't want to just give them that, that stupid picture of the guy doing the quad set that just says, squeeze your thigh. You'll you know? fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't need that guy to, you know, so it's the library that, that we all need. That all of us use, all of us do HEPs, all of us draw stick figures, use yes, HEP yes. or, or pay for MedBridge, but it's like, and it's so cheap. It's literally less than, ten dollars i think uh even students get it for like eight bucks yeah it's two crazy. cups of coffee yeah two for two cups of coffee yeah Dude, one cup eight. of coffee in Santa for Monica. two friggin yeah. starbucks you can get this unreal movement library yes. i mean it would have been the best resource we could have ever thought of as students mm, because yeah. therax we were you know we we're ducks with our heads cut off we didn't know what we were doing hey watch, watch it watch <laughs> it watch it as we were we were stuck with the quad sets with the guy in the shorts so i think of that 19 year old person you bring up like you can make this playlist super easy on the spot you can text it to them and then we filmed everything in portrait so that literally it pulls up on their phone and full screen Damn. teenagers eat that stuff up Damn. And in this day and world, every everyone is on their phone. Everyone's using it. Everyone's searching stuff. We made this so that people would eat it up and use it on their phone. It's just, it's so, it's amazing to finally see it come into play. You know, a lot of people are really enjoying it. And it's just one of the projects uh, that we never finally finished with. And there's a lot more to come. To be honest, we film so much stuff that sometimes I just click on a body part just to get ideas of yeah. what exercises I should be doing. There's so much stuff from like months and months ago that I'm like, okay, that's right. I can give this for this person. And in reality, I think that, um, I mean, correct me if, if I don't know how your guys' PT program was, but most people I talk to, there's a lack of uh education with exercises and their ex shit i feel like <laughs> i feel like there's uh, a lot of knowledge to be gained there and i think that something like this will help not only the hep platform itself but also give people ideas especially students or, or new grads that want to step up their hep game uh, and their exercise uh, prescription game a little bit yes this is the prehab x membership yeah exactly yeah. hey Prehab X. Arr, arr. <laughs> but just just to clarify, that it, it's not an app that a, a patient would download, correct? It's it's something they receive through text. Yeah, you can text it, you can email it, you can print it. However, for the average person, I would yeah. say give it about two weeks. There is a prehab app that you can download. You can go to the Apple right now. You can download it. It looks really pretty and cool. You just can't do anything with it yet. But in a couple of weeks, you're going to be releasing programs. So oh, programs for the average person. Oh, you shit. want to prehab this body area and then very clean, interactive program on an app. Yeah. I mean, we, we have all this stuff filmed. We already have a couple body regions in mind. But yeah. And then, 
you know, whether you want to buy the full program up front and get four months of an exercise program available to you, or you can go buy it monthly and then you can just get access to some of the content month by month. So we're just, I mean, you know, Mike brought up a good point earlier. There's, there's a lot of people that don't get access to good care for many reasons. I think of family and friends at home that they just don't want to make time for it. Or we're here in LA and you wouldn't want to drive to a place all the time with traffic or Mm. you're a writer and you work weird hours or you're an actor. So we're just giving people options for the people that want options for people that, you know, they want stuff online or they can only get access to good care online. Here's their alternative. Yeah, that was, that was such a niche LA patient population you just threw out there. If you're an actor, or you're a writer. Third time it doesn't That's the average here. person here. Yeah. Listen, they'll tell you they're a writer, but they're all they're all waiters and waitresses. Everyone but does a good job of making their title sound very special here. There's no yeah. doubt about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, not to make this a complete sales pitch, but we also have another. <laughs> wait, wait, there's more? There's more? Every time I get on their website, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are these the same? Wait a second, yeah. rehab guys. I can get all of this for two cups of coffee. I would have right. stop there. Well, you stay on the line me. for three more minutes. We'll <laughs> give you fuck? another deal. What the fuck is happening? Tell me more. Yeah, so this this one is it's a little bit different. It's not Prehab X, but it's essentially this company Purewell that we partnered up with, which is a back pain recovery program. This is more for the average person, but it's the exact same idea that Craig is talking about where there's so many people that don't have access to healthcare whether it be a third world country or they or, don't have good health insurance or an actor/waiter or that person which is everyone in LA um, and they're busy, so they don't have time to come into PT, right? So um Basically, this program will take you through like a, we've made it a 90 day program. It gives you a ton of education, which we know with low back pain, that that's potentially the most important piece. Um, and then we got nutritional modules. Of course, we go through the exercises. Um, there's like psych, psych, uh, psychiatrists that take people through mindfulness pieces. The nutrition pieces are done by dietitians. So it's a multimodal approach, which is what people need with back pain. But the problem is nowadays, I mean, people don't have time to go to each specialist a couple times a week that it's not feasible, especially in America where people work so, so often. So that's something else that we've, we've came out with within the last few months. It's, it's the ultimate, like, I don't know, like we will never be replaced. There are people like I've had friends or coworkers that I've worked with have been like, man, you guys are doing all this stuff online, but what, what about like PT, like real PT, like, are you just, is it, are you just going to get everyone out of business? Like, no, like this will never replace what we do with patients one-on-one in person. But if there are times for that patient you described, that young patient who just needs a little bit of advice, that just needs a little bit of insurance or for that other person who has this, just needs a little bit of insurance and education. It's going to help all those people, all those people that don't need the quote skilled care that are honestly taking blocks from patients that really do need it in the clinic. Um, all those yeah. people, especially your young population or, or the, un, the inactive population that went on a two mile hike for the first time in three years. And like my knee hurts. Whoa. I wonder why, you know, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, you don't see three times a week for eight weeks to until your knee calms down. You know, there's an overutilization right now of PT and it'll, 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 it'll get rid of that stuff hopefully, which is I think a good thing. Yeah. Even, even I think a, Bigger than that, I know I've, I've said this before, but uh, thinking about it from like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, mindfulness and meditation was not nearly as big as, as, big as it is now. And now things like these apps like Headspace, um, Calm, uh, I think these things not only allow people to do this mindfulness meditation on their own, but it builds uh, awareness to the average person about this topic and they know more about it. Therefore, they're going to seek the help and people that want more are now going to go uh, more likely to pay for, I don't know, a membership at their local yoga facility or uh, meditation facility, which there's a ton of in LA. Um, but the same idea with PT, it's like uh, the more people know about it and are aware of it, and then maybe they try like a little program online. Uh, there was, there was a stat that said like 60 to 83% of 
um, North Americans look up their condition prior to seeing the physician. So there, people are searching regardless. They might as well search and find some good information than, than a lot of the other junk that's out there. Hell yeah. And they're going to come in and they're going to tell you exactly what they have. Oh yeah. (laughs) I forgot that part. (laughs) And like, and sometimes like almost fight you if you go against it. That's right. Yeah. That's the one negative. Yo, Bob and Brad told me this. Fuck you. I've seen those guys. Yeah. Last, last week I had a Bob and Brad fan and I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's awesome. (laughs) Little disappointed. They didn't know prehab guys. I was like, well, you're, no, I don't want to go there. I was going to make a diss. But I love Bob and Brad. <laughs> like, they're not the coolest guys, but... I, they're kind of, like, calming. They're, they're, they're dads, right? Yeah. They're your fucking physio yeah. dad. I've never heard of these guys before. I just looked them oh up right now. Oh, my goodness. Dude, they're, like, look, the big, biggest ones on YouTube, right? They're, they're the two most famous. famous physical therapists on the internet. There yep. we go. There you go. Shout out to Bob and Brad. And they have their favorite mattress. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are they trying to sell me something? Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> they make a lot of cool things on there. You got They have like a, a weird like dorsiflexion strength there. It's some weird shit that we'll have to. But enough about the famous physical therapist. Trace, are you alive back there, bro? Oh, yeah. Did somebody <laughs> did like an ice queen stab you? I like that you keep trying. Yeah, uh, here's, here's what I know about Game of Thrones in like five seconds. Jon Snow, this chick named Arya. Uh, dragons. dragons, so many dragons getting stabbed. Uh, ice people doing crazy shit. Winter. <laughs> Winter's coming. Like winter was coming for a big thing, for a big time. And then like, oh, some shit went down. And people were like, oh, that's how this season should have ended. But then it didn't end that way. <laughs> that's all I know about Game of Thrones. You pretty much got it. That's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, man. I'm a fucking R.R. Martin over here. <laughs> I don't know. Trace, help me. Please take the, take the mic. I think we need to just back away from the Game of Thrones and focus more on what the prehab guys are doing. Cause uh, they'd probably appreciate that. <laughs> um, so do you guys, like, refer patients to yourselves? Like, does it feel pretty cool to, like, hey, you need to do these exercises. Here, watch me do them. I'll kind of give you my app. Do you, like, show them yourself? <laughs> That's so dope. I think it's more so people like a lot of the people that I see they want they want exercises. <clears throat> Actually, this is a really funny story. Is that like Arash said, we we work with a company called Purewell, and we've done a lot of content for them, including just some literally prehab workout programs where an individual sees a surgeon, they get a surgery scheduled. And then if the doctors are affiliated with this group, the patients can get access to exercises to do because, you know, if you do prehab, there's literally research to support better outcomes after surgery. So I saw a guy one time, he came in for a little bit. I was like, you know, it's better off if you just get this operated on. He's like, okay, cool. I'll see you after. A week later goes by and he sends me a photo of the, a video of me doing an exercise because he got access to the program from the surgeon. And he, <laughs> and he literally goes, I can't get away from you. This is insane. <laughs> so I, I think people like it. And sometimes people crack jokes here and there like, oh, that, I'm always covering up my arm. I have a full sleeve. I always wear long sleeves at work. So. <laughs> When people see the exercises, they're like, oh, I didn't recognize you because you got this full <laughs> sleeve. That's typically what I hear. I didn't but... think about that. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I used to, prior to this, just have patients either record me doing the exercises and I would talk it out or I would record them. So I feel like I've always kind of somewhat been with them. Um, and so now it's, it's through a different means. They haven't said too much. That's a funny story, Craig, though. I haven't, I didn't, haven't heard yeah, that. You haven't told us that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's it really it. funny. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a power move. Sorry to interrupt Mike, but like, Hey, you just like finished an eval. It's like, all right, so I want you to do these quad sets and clamps and ISO holds. Uh, let me, let me shoot you a little video real quick. And like they like maybe they don't check it, but then when they come back, like they 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 snoop around and they just see 
how much power you have. Like, holy fuck. I didn't know I was with fucking the Bob and Brad of physio over here. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's cooler when I've had it happen twice where people know about the prehab guys, but they didn't know that it was me. So I was treating a guy and he actually found our stuff online and he was doing it before he came into the clinic. And then I treated him twice. And the third time he came in, he goes, dude, Craig, I, I knew you before I even knew you. (laughs) (laughs) And he he was just, because then immediately people buy in. I know Arash brought this up on a different podcast, but the minute that people tend to know about the prehab guys, I, I mean, it's just, there's power in numbers, right? And there's power in even having some sort of social media status. Yeah. That's when people get buy-in, yeah. you know? And, and, but it's so counterintuitive because when I think of that, they buy in and I'm like, oh shit, now I like, now I really need to figure this person out or now I really need to do well. <laughs> the standards are high. Yeah, now the standards <laughs> just went up. It was like it's better off that you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but credibility is there, so they'll they'll listen to what you say. It's like the opposite. I know we've talked about this before too, of being a student. Uh, when you tell when a patient knows, hey, you're a second year student. Okay, uh, it's a little bit of an uphill battle to educate someone, and and you have to showcase your knowledge a little bit more than. It's like if someone already thinks that you're this person that knows it all, which we're clearly not as we talked about before, but uh, it's, it's a little bit easier in terms of education and people are, people listen a little bit better. I have one story. So I just, I actually just switched jobs. I'm at a new clinic right now. Um, and the, the lady at the front desk comes up to me and she goes, Hey, this guy is uh, asking for one of the pre guys. And it's like, she's like, that's your business. Like, outside of here right i was like yeah she goes well she he wants the guy that does the the manual therapy manipulation <laughs> mobilizations i was like wait what she's like the guy that's just looking at a video right now of you doing a like, cracking someone's neck he wants that and i was and he's like, is that you and i was and i'm thinking in my head i'm like we yeah. the exercises i'm like what like i know we put out a lot of stuff i was like i don't i don't think so then i was like oh i remember i filmed stuff way back years ago yeah like doing like some cervical spine uh, manips and I thought we removed them. We try, we try not to showcase any manual actually. And I was like, shoot. And I guess the front desk lady was just like, yeah, this guy's like kind of cuckoo. He talked to me on the phone for 25 minutes. Like only once the cervical manipulation is going to just go and come and find you. He, I was like, well, how does he know I work here? And she's like, I don't know. He oh, knows shit. what Dave here too. I was like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> that guy must have done a lot of searching. Like, all right. It was kind of weird. And she's like, should I schedule him? I'm like, well, I mean, if he wants to come in, he can, but <laughs> that's going to be a no, bro. You don't, don't schedule that dude. <laughs> Mike doesn't work here anymore. Actually. Uh, Mike, Mike is dead. Now, you know, he doesn't treat anymore. Yeah, for real. I know exactly what video he's talking about. <laughs> that's one of the videos that we get bad feedback on. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the that's where the trolls come out and play. God, and the stalkers apparently. Shit. <laughs> yeah, damn. Hey, publicity, good or bad, it's gonna get people coming. But the, and that's that's what's so cool is like, you know, we, hopefully this will continue to happen, right? You people know you before you you actually evaluate them, right? Having that automatic buy-in before you ask somebody their pain scale. And then somebody's going to comment, oh, you're still using the pain skill. That's not appropriate. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, that's so cool. It's, that's such a – like because it's, it's – back in the old days, it was like – the olden times. I was about to say. The Game of Thrones <laughs> times. It was like, I was referred to you by Lord Jon Snow. And you'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> and then you already have that buy-in. Now it's like the prehab guys gave me a shout-out. Yeah. They're like, yo, this is the dude to come see in Austin. You know what's even cooler though for the profession? It's like when people, when these people are coming into PT and they've never been to PT before and they're going to see you all the way in Texas, they already have an idea of, of maybe what PT should look like or be like. And they're like, yeah. okay, I'm be exercising. I'm going to be moving. This is good. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. And, and instead of like going somewhere and they're just sitting around, they're not seeing a PT on stint, whatever, they're like, huh, like this isn't the PT that I've seen on social media. You know, oh, so yeah. like you're giving those expectations to the field, which I think is a good thing as well. 
you know, for people that have never set foot in a PT office or PT clinic. And we know there's good research on setting expectations and patient experience. We know that shit's there. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm getting pumped up, man. I'm getting hyped. I can see it. I'm getting I can hyped. see it now. A uh, quick question about time management. Um, and also, side note, apparently we got a gift of unlimited meeting minutes this time. So we are going over. So let us know when y'all, y'all got to bounce. Um, we're coming up on about an hour. Anyway, um, I'll throw a question and then, you know, Trace, Tyler, hop in and any, anything else that y'all want to keep going with. Uh, my questions on time management and more of a social media time management, right? Now, now you, all of y'all are in outpatient uh, clinics, right? Mm-hmm. Working. Yeah. Yeah. Working uh, eight to five there. And now, now I'm a, now I'm a clinician. That sounds weird to say. And I'm in the, I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it, making people worse. Um, <laughs> eight to five. And, lo- and, and the shit's longer too. Like, cause we're in a, we're in a clinic. Uh, you, you try not to be the dude sitting back typing notes all day. You try to be that fucker out there on the floor working with people. Cause fuck those guys that just do notes all the time and let the text do the works and let the text do the work. So that means sometimes you're putting in a fucking 12 hour day or whatever. Cause you're typing in notes, not getting paid. If we type in notes, how the, how, how do y'all manage the note taking grind, the daily grind, and then turn around and be like, Oh yeah, we also have this beast to keep progressing and move forward. What's that like on a weekly basis with time management for y'all? I'm definitely doing a lot of notes when I see people. Yeah. Yeah. I probably see uh, we, so all three of us are in the clinic two days a week, uh, 10 hour days, but I'm probably at the clinic like 11 hours or so. Being in a clinic two days a week is really nice. I'm sure Mike and Arash would agree, but I feel like I never get burnt out from it. You know, I, I go into the clinic tomorrow and then I'm not back in the clinic until Tuesday. So when Tuesday rolls around, I'm pretty fired up to see everyone and really try to make a change because now I know I'm giving 110% effort with those 18 hours. Uh, it's it's not that I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm and I'm absent for three of them. So, and then we've just created systems. So that's why we had the cut down. I mean, all of us we we got to full time at one point, but we still had the we still had to keep trying to push the needle. But that's where the balance got thin and it got sketchy. I mean, it was it was pretty overwhelming at one point. I was trying to plan a wedding, work. 37 hours a week I had a student and trying to keep pushing our business but that's why we we took the leap of faith and we said we have to cut down patient care in order to keep pushing this business to get it to where it's at Uh, the balance never ends though I mean my wife just walked in the door I I better get off this podcast soon or else the balance is gonna it's gonna burn (laughs) Bye, Craig. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's always a grind. I feel like even when we worked 40 to 35 to third now, now we're there two days a week. There's so much that, that we can constantly do. Uh, but the key is really to find what's sustainable. Cause of course, if you sprint for uh, a month or two, maybe you get a lot done, but how's the next month or two going to look after that? So you have to find what, where your balance is. And from there, figure out your sustain. Because obviously, you got to sleep, you got to work out from time to time. I mean, it's part of, uh, especially being a physio or physical therapist, you 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 should be doing the movements that you're prescribing your patients. Um, but in general, we're we try to keep things very organized, and we use calendars for everything that we do to know when we have time for what. Uh, but that's, especially as students, that was, that was a grind. Remember that when we were going to cl- class, going to clinic, um, and on top of that, trying to push with our business. So there's like, tell them when you were in China. Yeah, that so, was, so I did a rotation in China as my last one in school. I think I was 16 hours ahead and it was, it was rough. Like basically there was only a, a hour or two window very early in the morning and an hour or two window, like sometime in my like dinner time esque. That, uh, that we could all chat. So like, you know, one of those times I was always talking 
with my girlfriend. The other times I was always talking <laughs> with you guys. Uh, just trying to, you know, communications, I think, really, really important for any relationship, um, whether it's significant other business, friends, whatever it may be. Um, I know something going back to the, the physio, the, something that's really cool about the company I work for, and my girlfriend actually also works there too, is that they do things called passion projects. And I think it's awesome. So, you know, working any, we're, we all love what we do. We're in the field for a reason, right? We all love being PTs, but there's parts of it that can drain on you. Like you're saying, like seeing that many patients or having that many notes. So the only way to keep it, in my opinion, sustainable for the long term is you have, to, you have to be doing something that you're passionate about. And it's really, really hard to find maybe the exact same, exact, hey, hey, sorry, my dogs. All good. Man, they've been good for an hour. Yeah, that was impressive. It's hard to find that exact thing that they're passionate about. So what what they do is they let all their employees spend an hour a week. It doesn't sound like much doing something or building something towards their passion. So if you like working with amputees, like starting to learn more about it or talking to physicians or traveling, whatever, and then building out those programs within the work. So at least some of your hours per day is with that one exact population or whatever it is that you enjoy within the field of PT. Um, and that could be for you guys doing your podcast. Like I'm sure you guys said you're fired up. I'm fired up. Like this stuff's fun. It keeps you pushing and keeps you grinding on all the other things um, that may have, you know, more time constraints or drawbacks or things like that. And as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about, I feel like you can go on forever. Um, and then it's finding that balance between, between making it work for your passions. Because even if I was doing prehab, as what I tell people, seven days a week, I would burn out of it. I would completely burn out of it. As much as I love it, I would, I would not be able to last. So you can't do anything you know, overboard, I will say. But as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about for at least some time in your day, in your week, or you have that thing going for you, you'll be able to stay afloat in everything else that you're doing um, because you'll be able to wake up for that passionate thing and get, get fired up for whatever that passionate thing is for you. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to knowing what it is that, that fires you up. Um, and how do you know that being true with yourself? Not only that, uh, not being afraid to try new things. Obviously you guys took a risk, started a podcast. I mean, that's the 0.01% of people that end up taking a, a risk by doing something like this during PT school. PT school is busy. We all know that, but uh, kudos to you guys for doing that. That's awesome points, man. Awesome points to be made. And thank y'all for that. Oh man. So we should probably wrap up because Craig needs to get off soon. Um, <laughs> Tyler, any other questions? So, Trace, you got Trace, you got anything? Uh, I'll let you go first. I got to think a, a good last question. I look. I've got two good ones to oh, finish shit. with. Oh shit! Number one, I want to know how often you guys get your hair cut. <laughs> so good. So good so in the videos. <laughs> Number two, there's some LA kids. Yeah. Jared and I recently heard a, a phrase, high key. Ooh. And we're like, whoa, what's that? Do you guys, you guys ever heard of high key? Or you, did they say that in LA? The young kids say that. High key. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't even know what that is. What is See? That? <laughs> high my key. Yeah, my girlfriend's sister is a senior in college, and she introduced me to it. I was like, yeah. what? I never heard that one. Anybody want to Urban Dictionary that shit? You want to you elaborate? I can just tell you what a girl from Houston told me. Yeah, that's credibility enough. That's probably better than Urban Dictionary. Explain it, man. It's it's when it's the opposite of low key, right? It says uh, yo low key. It's when someone like really agrees or really thinks highly of something. They say high yeah. high key. Like prehab guys are dope. High key. High key. High key. No, you say you say prehab di- guys oh. are dope. Oh. And I'm like high key. Right, let me redo that. Your prehab guys are dope. Oh, high key. <laughs> God, oh, I hope I never hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so stupid. <laughs> but for real though, how often do you get your hair cut? A rock. I I don't get. I probably get it less often than you guys Dude, do. Arash's beard is just. It's very nice. <laughs> I, I yeah, I focus on my beard more than my hair. But we honestly, so we film. I mean, every few weeks. I don't know. I know I strategize when I get my hair cut to when we film. 
but uh, I feel like they both do as well. <laughs> I grew up with one of my best friends being a barber. So I used to get my hair cut every single week. Like every Friday night, I used to get a shape up. Nowadays, I'm a little bit more realistic. Probably every three weeks. Yeah. Well, it's also Craig's paying an arm and a leg for a haircut too. Well, I cut. I mean, I I trim myself up. I can like shape myself up. I know how to man groom. You gotta do what you gotta do. Hey. It's LA. It's downtown LA, man. You gotta pay a. You gotta pay a lot to get a damn haircut around. Everything costs money. Everything's expensive. You gotta pay for bags. Damn. Yeah. Damn. What's tough. What's tough. I know. Sorry, guys. Good question, though. That was a good question. <laughs> I don't think I ever got that question asked. <laughs> Yo, hi, Keith. That was a dope question. <laughs> <laughs> Trace, man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up, Game of Thrones. Then, who do we think's ending up on the throne at the end of it, with one week left in the entire series? Mm. I think Gendrick. <laughs> Gendry. Gendrick. <laughs> I think I think someone <laughs> has to kill Daenerys, dude. I agree. Who who you think's gonna do it? Who you think's taking taking her out? I would love Arya too, but they can't give Arya both the kills. I know. I think it's gonna have to be John, or just like a no name takes her out, or like a less known. No. What if it's uh Tyrion? Shit. After watching, I think it's. Done, uh, I th- I think it's gonna be Sansa. He's going to take her out Ooh. after she takes out Arya and accidentally takes out John. She's Damn. John is going to die by her by accident, and then Sansa is going to come in and wrap it up. And then Sansa and Tyrion are going to be married on the throne. Damn. Whoa, <laughs> My mind's going to be blown. That's yeah. and, it before. and Cersei and Jamie are not dead yet. They I don't trust, one of those I don't trust big ass dragon skulls, and then they're gonna go off to an island. They're not dead yet. Can't trust the off-screen death. No, exactly. There's no way. That's what happens when you treat a dime a dozen writers out here. You hear conspiracy <laughs> theories. Oh shit! The inside information. There. That's right. <laughs> we'll see though. I, I expect you guys to tag us on Instagram story Sunday night. That Trace, that's your job, man, because I don't know what the fuck is <laughs> I going on. I'm <laughs> just trying to think of the most interesting patient I've treated. There's like no actor, no actors. You no... treated that dude from like NASA, right? I did treat a NASA engineer. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> just remember that everyone's an actor out here. <laughs> don't remember that. Well, uh, prehab guys, do y'all have like an Instagram or something y'all want to plug <laughs> where people can reach you? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, the prehab guys Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We actually have our own podcast coming out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pretty, pretty soon here. <laughs> yeah, within the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully that'll be live. Drop that um, shit. And then our website also, or the, the sorry, the podcast is going to be the prehab audio experience. Yes. The only thing that's not the prehab guys. Um, and then our website, of course, the prehabguys.com. Prehab X. Yeah, two check out our Starbucks. Website. <laughs> two Starbucks. There's yep. a special student discount. You got to check it out. It's. It's cool beans. That that shit is high key. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh shit! He went there. He went there. full circle. You almost you're doing your patients a disservice if you don't have that shit. That's what I'm saying. High key. High key. <laughs> Prehab guys, Craig, Arash, Mike. It has been a phenomenal pleasure. Thank y'all so much. It's it's. I've been waiting for this for four years, and it's everything I hoped it would be, and more. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you. Back. Yeah, have a great night. You guys, likewise. Let us know when. Uh, let us know when you guys are uh, when it's going out. We'll push it out too. Yeah, do y'all have a window when y'all want it out? Uh, no, whenever, whenever works for you. I think I, I really don't think this thing needs a lot of editing. I think nah. it's pretty good the way it is raw. I'm gonna drop it tonight. Just fucking. I give. I give. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Craig's been waiting to say that. <laughs> he held it in. <laughs> Craig wins the podcast. Craig's on the throne. Right, let's drop this shit tonight. I edited it. Raw. House, house prehab. Uh, oh, shit. Fuck yeah. Prehab guys on the throne. That's how we're ending it. I wish we had a cool soundboard where I could do like a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Deuces, y'all. Thank y'all so much. See y'all. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. See ya. Broken up music. We like this cow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>